and that is the space-time continuum in the universe of Groundhog Day. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. I, I only say that because I feel like I've started this uh, the podcast the exact same way previously, uh, within recent memory. Yeah. Uh, the garage door is not working, and my AC is not working. Oh. So. Um, Felt like we had, had progress on those things. We did. We had. It's a. Um, it's a two steps forward, seven steps back kind of situation I in our it. world right now. I get it. So uh, I continue to be the nail as uh, if we're <laughs> mm. if we're working to, our way back to, to that. Call back to a few episodes earlier. Yeah, you know we um we just finished doing four gigs in two weeks and logistically it was an absolute nightmare. Um, there was definitely some positives to it, which I'd love to talk about. But it seems like all of that margin that we have brought in is going to uh, you know the same things it was going to a month ago. But you know what what can you do? Yeah. Just the joys of homeownership. Exactly. Exactly. I will say my whole plumbing situation, the plumbing's now working. That's all good. And now it's all about the cleanup, the tidy up. And, and that mostly includes the um, downstairs bathroom here, which got gutted down to studs because it was, yeah. the floor was rotten from the link, the leaking plumbing and whatnot. Um, things are coming back together there. It's all good. And then we have today painting happening in the, mm. the upstairs part of what was impacted by all that. So the, yeah. the eight year old little girl's room is now cotton candy pink. It's like, it's like, oh, it's boy. like you carved out a space to live inside a square of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and essentially that's, that's the experience is. of being in, in that room right now. Um, and then I mean, I'm excited because I get I like the hole that's normally behind you in the uh, in the live stream feed is gone. Well, like it's been here's filled the, in. Here's the reason for that. So we've had a crew of um, adorable and great little millennial contractor kids um, who we love. They're great. They're really great. Max is the is the the leader of that group, and he's fantastic. And his little crew is great. And they work for a contractor who's my age and is like a mature human. Um, and, but they're all great. And then when it comes to like smoothing out drywall and having the paint work really well, they brought in a guy they did not know before who was a a Mexican dude named Antonio Mm -hmm. who has stilts and Antonio knocks stuff out. Like these kids have been fiddling around with stuff. Antonio comes out and like a room is done in a day. Well, like every, every like guy Every contractor has a sub that does nothing but drywall and they're all like yeah. studs. Yeah. They go, yeah. they go in and they literally can just like mud and like completely, do the whole thing. Completely. Yeah, and Antonio ridiculous. is fully the man. And, he, and yeah. he, he travels with his daughter who is his access to the English language. He doesn't speak English super well. Um, enough to say, hi, good morning. He's, he's mm-hmm. very charming. Like, pleasant guy. Um, yeah, but like, that's kind of the extent of his English, but his daughter's with him who can translate. Uh, not that it takes much translation to say like, do this now. And, and, but anyway, um, daughter's room is fully pink and he's done a great job in there and it's just dramatically pink. I mean, it's like, yeah, I can't imagine how she'll sleep in there. She's going to have dreams about cotton candy. It's going to be incredible. And then, um, 
the other room, the other bedroom across the hall from that is in this new dark, dark blue color. That's gorgeous and nice. And he's done great work in there. So yeah, we're super in love with Antonio. He's really, really done good work. Um, and not that the whole rest of the crew hasn't, but, but, um, but yeah. So the point is this hole in the wall behind me that you've seen for weeks and weeks, um, that's going to be a built-in bookcase, but Antonio (laughs) didn't get the memo and he saw this hole in the wall and he closed it up with drywall and he muttered it. (laughs) <laughs> which was not the plan. He was just too fast. He got out yep. ahead of the other contractors. Yep. And um, they're going to have to undo some of his work here to do what is the, actually the plan. That's that's the takeaway here is that the, he's too good. He's just too good. So Sometimes you can be too good. He's too good. This guy's too good. There you have it. Yeah. Well, you know, in in other news, you know, talking about the, uh, the, the four gigs, two weeks scenario... Um, I have been lamenting about the fact that the work that we have been doing has felt um, somewhat exhausting and not rewarding mm-hmm. in the fact that it has felt very difficult to uh, to execute. Yeah. Well, I will say the last two dates we did, we did a private party. Um, we did the live band karaoke and then we did another event at that same venue mm-hmm. um, as a four piece uh, the following weekend and it all kind of gelled nice. on the, I would say the, the private party date and it, it, you know, the, four, as a, as a five piece, everything worked great. Uh, we were lucky enough to get the recordings for that show and I've already like tooled some of it, uh, for promo material, um, as well as, uh, you know, just having it for other reasons. And then we, uh, we played the the other date as a four piece at that place very close by, uh, and the band just crushed, and cool. the crowd was absolutely ecstatic. Um, they have already asked us back, but we are not available, so we're just trying to get that whole thing hammered out. There's a that's a weird situation. I'm not a hundred percent on board with their kind of business approach. Uh, I don't know if their business approach and ours line up in a productive way, but um. I will remain open-minded for the time being, but yeah. that may change. It may not be, it may not be a place for us. Okay. For reasons. Yeah. So that's basically all that I've got. Uh, do you want to go ahead and get into your, uh, your tale? I do. You know, quick? so, um, those of you who've been listening for a while, um, might've been wondering about this, but you might not. I, very likely, I'm the only one who's sensitive about it, but, um, I've been curious about it. I mean, I'm sure a couple of years now I've been in a band called the clanky Lincolns and, um, it's been great. You know, we, 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 um, were, it was the sort of the first band that I, that I fronted on my own. Um, I had great guys around me had a good co-front man. And, uh, but you know, I was, I was the PA guy and the sales guy and the marketing guy and the branding guy and, and all of that. But very much a, a democracy in terms of the content and the material and, and what we presented on stage and all of that. Um, I'm now ready to say that the Clinky Lincolns uh, are officially a COVID casualty. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, my family was a little more locked down than most. Um, we didn't feel like that at the time, but looking back, that's clear, clear, yeah. <laughs> clearly the case. Um, and all of the other band members, the other three, bassist, drummer, and other front guy, uh, were ready to get out and being out in the world before I was. 
And they all found ways to do that that did not include this band. And uh, uh, just to be really clear, I have no complaint about that. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm 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 nothing but um, pride for them being out there and doing what they wanted to do is not a problem. Um, the communication about that might have gone better than it did, and 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 that not being clear, uh, I've w- not wanted to say anything about it here because you know it's just public, and I just want to didn't want to spill the tea out in front of the yeah. world, right? Um, <clears throat> they, uh, my my drummer. <laughs> I say my drummer, the, the drummer from that band called me up and explicitly had a conversation that said like, listen, I, you know, I'm going to go be part of this other thing. I'm, 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 I'm leaving the clicky Lincolns. Yeah. You know, it was a quick conversation to have and great. Like, thanks for letting, letting me know. And, and, uh, you know, g- good luck with all that. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the communication from the other two was not, quite that clear. And, um, I guess I'd say my communication with them wasn't as well. I I don't want to blame them for that, but that not being resolved, uh, it it felt weird to say something about it here for sure. So anyway, they, they, um, they are part of a group that they put together during pandemic times with another guitarist and, um, the former, the, my former co-frontman, the frontman of that is, is singing and another guitarist and a drummer that they found. I don't know. I don't know that guy, uh, but I'm sure he's great. Um, they are, they are now a band mm-hmm. and God bless. And, uh, so the, the Lincolns are officially, we're saying, um, uh, and then here's the thing. So I saw on Facebook that they were playing at a place that we played before. And, um, I texted my former co-front man and said, Hey, you know, I see you're playing. Go kill him tonight. Go get it. Yeah. Um, not having talked to him in months, you know, like I reached out sometime back and didn't hear back and it was weird. Um, so just said like, look, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to go, but like, get him. I, I, I love yeah. you. Play. Go yeah. have a great show. And he got back very quickly and said, thank you, man. Like, miss you, love you, whatever. Um, Great. You know, miss you, love you too. Not, it's, there's like no emotional attachment to me to how this, any of this has gone, except yeah. that I wish we were talking. That's really the yeah. only thing. Um, uh, so, you know, he, he, we, we now had that exchange and it kind of feels like that's a little bit settled. And, um, and I think we can say for now, the, the clinking Lincolns are officially shelved. Um, happy to bring it's, them off the shelf at some time later. I have no indefinite hiatus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 not because we didn't love it. It doesn't change anything about the experience of it in the past. You know, it was yeah. it was a great band to be part of. It was a great learning experience for me and a great um we had a ton of fun doing it. And th- there's no there's nothing saying we wouldn't do it again someday yeah. in the future. I love those guys. I would play with them again in a heartbeat. Uh and it's just not where we are right now. It just you know, we were talking about how they had st- they had started this other group with another guitar player. And like the first thing that popped in my head is like his name is Rand Day, and they started a group called the Lanky Clinkins. <laughs> no, the, the 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 Lanky Clintons. There you go. Yeah, I I just thought you know just no, don't even give it creativity. It's literally just they took the name and they just like reversed yeah, it. They didn't. It's a different name. No, nah, it's fine. It's a different guy. But um, like, if this was if this was a TV show, like I 
definitely feel like my life always is, that would be the plot line is that you would walk into a, a venue and they would be playing with a guy named Rand Day and they would be called the Lanky Clinkins. And that would be, you know, that would be Could the whole, be. that would be the, the, uh, the yeah, nucleus of the episode. Yeah, ends up there and Chatham Johnson is playing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. So the point is that like, um, they're doing their thing and God bless and I love them and, um, and I'm going to do my thing. And so in the meantime, um, I have found a really killer bassist and a really killer drummer. And we're putting him behind Cold Iron Ray, and we're going to find the right name for Cold Iron Ray and the somethings. Um, it might end up being Cold Iron Ray and Associates. That actually seems like the winner right now. Yep. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I do have two dates booked for us already. Um, I found the drummer last week, so we haven't had a full band rehearsal yet, but I do have two dates booked. So uh, so we'll see about that. December, December 11th and then New Year's Eve. I have a New Year's Eve gig with a band Whoa. that um, doesn't exist yet. So that's, uh, yeah. that is something. Yeah. We'll put it together. I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, my, my bassist, have I told you about the bassist I found? Oh yes. Yeah. I feel like he comes up, he's come up every episode since you've started. Well, I'm excited. He's about a young, him. he's a young guy. He's a young he's guy. He's at just out of music school. Yes. He's a fast learner. Yes. And you got to keep him busy. Yeah. <laughs> Was I there anything that I missed? Then, so that's the point I've mentioned him. No, I'm just I'm just a great listener. It's well, that's not inaccurate. Well, I don't know. I, you know what's funny? I this is totally inside baseball. I listen to the episodes the day after. Oh, and I'm always like, I without fail, I always catch like some like joke, like throwaway line that you do like while I'm saying something else that I always miss. <laughs> and then the very next day, I'm like, God, oh. that w- I did not hear that. Oh, well. as it was happening. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I think you, everybody did what they could do. And, um, you know, sometimes things just end they do. and that's okay. And, and it's okay. You know, it's actually okay. And, and, and it doesn't mean I don't love those guys. I completely love those guys. Uh, and I'm not playing in a band with them right now. So that's fine. Yep. And, um, you know, when things end, uh, or stop, and, but they happen on good terms, then, you know, you leave, uh, you leave doors open, you, right. you leave opportunities, uh, dormant, yep. you know, cause maybe they try the, they try out, you know, playing with Rand Day and the lanky Clinkins and they <laughs> find out that it's, you know, the grass ain't so green, you know, who knows. And, and it's not, it wouldn't, it also wouldn't, um, at a certain level there, there'd be like some like, haha, I told you about that. I don't even have that. Like. I'm, well, yeah, I'm, but you di- but you don't. You didn't tell them so. It wasn't like that. Like, I, didn't, you, I didn't tell everybody them so. was yeah. Everybody was mature adults about it. Yeah, and look, just, I, I was I was the one holding us back. I was the yeah. one with the highest, you know, um, hesitancy. Uh, yeah, like the the highest Caution. COVID sensitivity and, and risk aversion and all that. I I was the brakes, right? So I'm glad they found a way to play while I was like that. I'm I'm, I'm actually happy that they did that. And and yeah. Uh, it's super not a problem for me that they went and did that. And, 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 you know, I'm glad they're playing. I'm glad they're playing. Yep. They, they had a, you know, some of you who have been around a while will remember that we had a standing gig at a place called Pig Pounder Brewery. They played there a couple of weeks ago yep. that, you know, and God bless. I, I want them playing. Uh, you know, they love to play. I, I love them. I want them playing. So it's not in, in no way is this a problem for me. This is abundance mindset in practice well i guess 
it is. Okay. You're going, you know, there's there's plenty to go around and they're they're finding their uh their uh sat- I don't want to say satisfaction, that's a weird thing to say, but like they're getting they they're getting get what they one. need. They're getting what they're what they're looking for elsewhere and and you are it's not like you're not working, you know. Right. 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 There's a there's a song uh off of Ben Fol- one of Ben Fold's records. He did like a concept record back in like the late maybe like the early aughts. Uh, and there's a song called the army and there's this in one of the lines is uh, he uh, he dropped out of he dropped out of school and joined a band. And then in uh, citing artistic differences, the band broke up in May and in June reformed without me and they got a different name. So it's basically like this guy was a, just an asshole. And, uh, you know, oh, this isn't working out. And then they they just you know yeah. went back to playing what they were doing. Right. Uh, it's a good, you should, I can't think of it. It's like the tales of Ryan Hall. Like somebody who's listening to this right now would like scream at me, but it's yeah. a fantastic record. I'll send you the link. Okay. Speaking of fantastic records, like two songs came out that were released today. They like completely like knocked my, knocked my boots off. Uh, one of them is the new ghost single. And the other one, believe it or not, is the new Limp Biscuit single. Hmm. It's called dad vibes. And it, it's awesome. <laughs> and, um, I, I, very un like ironically love it i was like this is this is incredible i was talking to, to schulte about it i was like this is no business being this good he's like no business whatsoever yeah. so if you haven't listened to either one of those you should absolutely check them out they may not be your cup of tea i think they're great uh speaking of things that are great i would like to talk about our patrons we talk about patreon a lot we do uh we talk about the slack channel a whole lot but we don't really with the exception of a couple of guys, they don't get uh, their fair share. So I wanted to go ahead and uh, thank them all by name. These are all five dollar uh, guys, a couple of ten dollar guys, and uh, we got a, a finger guns uh, there who's been literally laying it down for like a, a long time, like yeah. over over two years at yeah. this point. Yeah. So uh, big thanks to Jason Adler, Donnie Howard, Rob Sharp, David Turnage, Tom Bash, Adam Moskowitz, Dan Grayson, and Adam Runnels. All of these guys are helping us do what we do, and uh, we are very, very grateful. If you would like to be a part of this very exclusive club, uh, joining Patreon is uh, is the way to go. Five bucks a month, and you get access to a bunch of really good stuff, primarily the uh, the private Slack channel uh, and the uh, the 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 contract that you know everybody's been asking about. So right. if you're curious about you know, contracts and stuff for five bucks, you can get a copy of that and see what it's all about. It actually is the coolest cover band conversation on the internet that I'm aware of. Yes, I can confirm that. Yeah. Based on the other uh, cover band conversations that I have been a part of. Some uh, which are cool, some week. which are deeply uncool. This one is the coolest. Yeah. Definitely uh, got into a little bit of hot water on Cover Band Central talking <laughs> yeah. about sexism and racism. Yeah, Ooh, I don't, they don't, I don't know like, why you, they don't why like you that conversation. the trauma there. I don't. You know why? Because when I posted that video, as mad as everybody got, it got like a bunch of hits yeah. on the YouTube channel, well, which, you know, we're always trying to promote. True. Um, actually, tomorrow's video is uh, is about uh, ant modelers in kind of my journey uh, to getting to that point. It's a good video. And I thought it's pretty good. If you want to see me in my like full pop punk glory, uh, I actually put a, a little bit of our, one of my band's uh, old music videos in, in the, uh, in the YouTube, which uh, may be hilarious for some people to see. Anywho. So um, this week's topic is, uh, is from a listener email. Uh, and we've gotten a couple of these uh, in the past week. And I wanted to go ahead and uh, acknowledge Gord Lane 
who dropped one uh, a couple of days ago. His is about uh, pricing and kind of pitching uh, for private events. And uh, we're going to cover that probably next week, but I wanted to go ahead and make sure that Gordon knows that we uh, we got his message and we definitely want to talk about it. Thanks, Gordon. But uh, this, is, uh, this is an email question from our buddy, Tim Beecher, uh, who has been waiting very patiently for us to, uh, to talk about this. So I wanted to go ahead and dig into that. So his email uh, goes a little something like this. Hi, gents. First off, thanks for what you do. I'm loving the content and discovering things I didn't know we as a band need to improve on. Hmm. I have another question for you. It's a practical one, but I think it's important, especially at new venues, even before we begin playing the scheduled time slot. This question relates to soundcheck. We play a lot of pubs, breweries, distilleries, etc., where there is a crowd already there enjoying their afternoon as we are loading in. After setting up our gear, we typically go through a verse chorus of a tune while our bassist, who is the wireless one, takes the iPad out into the seating slash lawn area and mixes us as we run this down. He does a great job, but we sometimes have to go through a couple of verses chorus to get this right. Then again, with the electric guitar to get his level, same thing. We then, of course, will save the scene in our mixer so that we have a baseline for the next show at the venue. But for the first time at a venue, it seems a bit clunky and repetitive. It doesn't really seem to set the first impression as super professional. At least that is my perception. Maybe it's fine. And I'm overthinking it. I wish we had a sound check. I'm sorry. I wish we had a sound tech, but it's just not practical. Any thoughts or suggestions? So when this one came in, it really struck me that we don't, I don't think we really delved into the topic of um, sound check okay. kind of workflows and etiquette and that kind of thing. For so sure. I felt like it, this was a conversation uh, that was ripe uh, for discussion. So. 100%. The main uh, thrust of this episode is going to be sound check 101. So let's talk about that. Now, I'm, I'm going to infer a few things based on the, uh, the email. Uh, one is that they have a digital mixer. Two, that they don't have in-ear monitors. And three, that they are using amps on stage. I think I I don't know if all of those things are 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 the case, but based on the context clues that I'm reading, uh, that might be what they're what they're working with. I'm not sure about two and three, but one for a hundred percent sure. Yeah, it was the uh w- with the electric guitar to get levels mm. line that made gave me gave me kind of pause. Could be, could be. So could is be. that gain staging? Is that uh, adjusting your wedges, yeah. you know, what, what is that yeah. specifically? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So, you know, typically when we're talking about sound check, it's, it's a scenario, you know, at a venue where there's a sound man and, uh, they are kind of, uh, directing that process. You have a person on a talkback going, okay, kick, okay, snare, Tom, blah, blah, blah. And you work your way across the stage. Um, and, and, and their priority is to lock in the, um, the front of house sound now front of house, the, like the front of house component and the monitors component typically tend to be separated. You have to kind of get one before you can dial in the other. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the main part of that is around gain staging, which is making sure that, uh, the signal that is going into the board is optimal for, uh, for being pushed out to your, to your PA. Yeah. And is gained up in the pre, in the preamps to a level the mixer could then work with. Right. 
So that is primarily that's that's the first step is making sure that all the signals are coming in and that they are at an appropriate level. Yeah. Um, from there, it's a matter of getting proper levels for the front of house sound. So making sure, you know, guitars are panned if you're doing a stereo mix and that all of the, you know, all of the all the pieces and parts are are coming up out at the right the right level. So that's what's happening during your uh, your verse chorus scenario. Um, now, did you guys have like a set like this is our sound check song? Have you ever done that with a sure. band? Yeah, absolutely. And and part of our sound check was about seeing that the track was leveled well for the room and for the in ears. Mm-hmm. So our sound check song, we we would do one that was um, just us, and then and then a sound check song that included a track. Yep. Yeah. But was it the same one every single time? Was yes. it like yes? Okay. Yes. What were those songs? I, I I I'm always curious for those things. Um, you know, the one that was just us. I'm not sure there was a steady one about that that rotated, but um, the one of the track was uh, September. There you go. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, for us, the one that we have kind of settled into is the look by Roxette. Nice, because it has uh, all the. It's got the whole vocal front line in it. It's got tracks, and it's got uh, both guitar players playing at the same time. So it it really kind of rounds that out. It's also one of those songs that we just absolutely crush. So anybody that's there is going to, you know, enjoy it because it it's going to sound good. And then is that is that song part of your show? Um for usually it is. Uh-huh. It it may not make every single set list, but it makes it makes most shows okay. because it is one of those songs that like we it, it, that's to me is kind of like a a white buffalo kind of song, like not a lot of I don't know any other 80s bands that played that song. Uh, but everybody loves it, and it's got that it's got that cool four count drop where like nothing happens right before the outro. Because, and she goes na 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 na, and then everything. Yeah, stops. it's got that thing that makes the brown eyed girl turn blue. That's the other part of it. Well, there there's you know they're rocks. I think they're Swedish. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are completely nonsensical. Right. <laughs> they make absolutely like it 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 is what a European group that does not speak English would write. Right for an English pop song. Totally. But that's also what kind of makes it great is the fact that like, it, it makes no sense. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just catchy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about our workflow and see if that benefits anybody. Now in our world, we, we have, uh, everything is done, you know, in the box. So, uh, the amps are, are canned and the only live instrument on stage, if there is one is drums. Um, so gain staging is usually pretty much set you know depending on we have guitar players kind of coming in and out in the lead position so sometimes that that level may go up or down but everything else pretty much is is relatively flat um and because we are using a um a digital mixer that has a q uh, app for the performers the monitor part is is done before front of house is usually ever turned on so you can Plug everything in and set all of your levels, get the gain staging just based on visual readouts on the on the um on the faders, uh, at least for you know, for the that part of it. And then we can dial in our own monitors uh while the other team is doing what they're doing. And then when they're ready, we can go ahead and go through that sound check process. Yeah. And so it, you know, when we're doing those silent gigs, that means that we can do a full sound check without ever, you know, 
flipping a flipping a switch on a speaker. Yeah, it's great. Which is really cool. Um, and we've done that on a, on a number of occasions. Um, but it handles you know, line check too, right? Like you know that your yeah. inputs are working and yep, that's all good. That's you know that is a very um, it's a very unique uh, upside to doing uh, doing business that way. Yeah. Um, now with you know with with bigger stages or you know when you're kind of like rolling in, you you are doing all of that stuff kind of in real time. Um, but like we've always just bit prioritized having control over our monitors ourselves. And so that's just one less thing for, uh, for the audience to be cognizant of and one less thing for, you know, us to worry about, you know, is having somebody else in control of those, those things. Yep. Uh, do you have any thoughts you want to, you have a, did you have a, a specific I workflow that differs? You know, I think, I think the, the, um, particulars of the workflow are, are, are a little secondary to the question called, um, we need to do a sound check and there are people in the room. Yeah. For the last couple of shows I played, uh, which have been acoustic solo shows, mostly, um, there've been people in the room and I have needed to ring out the room. I've needed to get my, you know, the mains loud enough to cause a little feedback and find out where it is and notch those out of the EQ. Um, which means that, (laughs) <laughs> for the people sitting there, they're going to hear some feedback. That's it. That's it's just physics. That's going to happen. Um, it seems to me like, you know, Tim is trying to avoid that, av- avoid sort of the, um, what you call it, breaking the fourth wall or something that, yeah. uh, of, of the reality of setting up a band for the audience, quote unquote, that's in the room there during setup and sound check. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I can't speak for anyone else, but I'm not worried about that. If they hear some feedback and hear me dealing with EQ during that time, that's just part of it. That's part of it. You're there for setup and you're hearing that and, um, hearing the band deal with the physics of the space and the feedback that happens in this room. Like, it's just part of it. And, and, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to hear that come later, you're there during setup. So deal, you know, on a certain level, yeah, it's, I, it's like not a thing. Yeah. You know, the, the main question is, you know, he's saying that for the first time at a venue, it seems clunky and repetitive, uh, and that it doesn't set the right impression. Yeah. Which, but which, the which fact tells of the matter, me, he thinks those people who are there during setup and sound check are his audience. Yeah. They kind of are, I guess. They might well, they might be, but they may not be. Kinda. Kinda. But they're there during setup and sound check. They should expect that to sound like what it sounds like. Yeah, and I mean, if you don't know that live music is happening, it's it's it becomes pretty apparent pretty quickly <laughs> that there is. But here here's the here's the crux of the situation. Um clunky and repetitive, perhaps, but it it is just a reality yeah. of this kind of work. That's right. Uh, I was joking around with with Dan before we started this that there was a phrase that I wanted to use in the episode. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Nice. Which means that, you know, if if you are going to, you know, do as Dan said, you know, check the room out, make sure that you've got the levels correct and that it's pushing the right amount of air and it's not feeding back. And that you're you notching the go- EQ in the right places for the the feedback that's particular to this space. I mean, that's part of discovering this room acoustically, right? You have to do it. It you is have to it, do it. It's unavoidable. Unavoidable. So, you know, I would say that that those moments are um part and parcel. Totally. 
with the with the uh, with this gig. Hundred percent. Um, now, can you do things to minimize the amount of that time? Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's. Uh, there's definitely a personal responsibility component to that with your players to make sure that they're not needlessly uh, making noise when they shouldn't be right. uh, noodling uh, when other people are trying to get levels set. Like those are all kind of like common sense things that you can uh, you can inform some and you know educate others about uh, so that they don't do that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you. Every every band is going to have to go through a couple of verses and choruses to get yeah. it, get it all sorted out. Do you so, have a standing song that you do as an acoustic uh, soloist? That it's your um, sound check song. No, I don't. Honestly, I typically don't do sound checks because when I first of, first off, I'm normally outside, so I'm I'm literally just going to plug everything in, turn everything on, and make sure that like my uh, guitar is at the right, not too loud. And my voice is over the guitar. So no, I don't typically do anything. I'll, I'll, I'll usually just kind of like noodle some chords over and talk over it just mm. to make sure that the levels are kind of That's good and, and use that as an opportunity to connect with whoever's there. It's like, Hey, how does this sound? Does it sound okay. Yeah. Is one louder than the other? Yeah. Do you want me to turn something up, turn something down? And normally nobody knows what I'm talking about. So they just kind of like thumbs up or whatever, yeah. but you know, uh, I do, but um, I do, sorry, I was going to say, there's one other thing. You you do want to take those on the mic moments to to work, yeah, and and talk about you know hey, uh you know maybe that's the way that you do this. You go, hey guys, just wanted to let you know we're gonna have to make some noise to kind of get levels right here. Real sorry about that. If you you know if you hang out until let's say six o'clock, we'll we'll be doing this proper. Uh, in the meantime, we're just gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna check some levels and we're gonna run through a couple of things and. You know, we will we'll we'll do the full show in a little bit. Thanks I have never pre gamed it like that, but um, <laughs> it is a thing that after sound check, when you've done your sound check song or whatever, um, people's like, "Oh, I liked what you were doing, but then you stopped." Yeah. So, well, buddy, that was just sound check. We start at seven, whatever it is, right? Um, so, my favorite part of that is the the person who you are you are not even finished with sound check, who is already too drunk. <laughs> to be there yeah. who's like hey man when are you going you're on like, what come you didn't play that whole song and you're like it's gonna be another two hours yeah. and you're like all right uh, you're like you won't you you're won't not be here. gonna make it you're not that's i love that yeah if you're still it's here you're gonna be asleep over there in the corner or if you are still here i'll buy you a shot fully yeah for for my acoustic setup i will do uh, um my current song that i do as part of setup is um, Overkill. Men at Work, the way that uh, Colin Hay did it solo. Um, just because the song that's in my head right now. and and But mm -hmm. uh, but I like to do kind of most of a song or a whole song, just kind of get to f get a feel what the room is like and feel what the space is like and feel like, like what my mix is like. And I might fix it, tweak with the mix two or three times. Um, I say mix, of course, right, right now it's, an acoustic guitar and vocal. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I get, I get to the end of that night and, and I get feedback on it. Oh, uh, no, nobody plays Colin. Hey, I love that. Good. Stick around. Yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I might, the only, 
here's my thing is like, I don't do a bunch of, th- I don't do any thinkers. Like the closest I I do is Allison by Elvis Costello. Huh. That's like my, that's my, my barometer, yeah. I guess, for, for people. What typically happens is that a girl named Allison perks <laughs> up and I, you can, you can pick them out. Yeah. Cause it's the only song for them. Yeah. So you, you yeah. start playing it and you just see, you just see some blonde girl in the back of the room, like perk up. Yeah. You know what? Um, one of my very first bands, uh, 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 shows with Clinton Lincolns, we did um, Roses by Outkast. Mm-hmm. And one of the bartenders' name was Caroline. Caroline. Yeah. She's the reason. And so I finished that song, got done to the end of it, and said on mic, like, that song's not about our bartender, Caroline. Who is a delight? Yeah. <laughs> it's about some other Caroline entirely. Yeah. The funny thing is, like, you, you, th- you hear stories about those songs and like there is no Caroline. It was just like, I had to find something that fit three right. syllables that rhymed with yeah, fine. Mighty fine. It rhymes with mighty fine. That's why yeah. it had to be Caroline. Yeah. I was trying to, th- there, um, so Beth, the, the kiss song, there is no Beth. There's no Beth. Uh, it was Becky. Yeah. But Beck sounded like a, well, it sounded like Beck. So there you have it. Yeah. So they changed it to Beth. Right. A lot of those. You know, I don't think there was a Lola who was a showgirl. I think that's unlikely. There's so many of these that yeah. like aren't real, aren't real gals. No. Sharona was a real gal though. Oh, really? She was. Yep. She is. Uh, she was a. Um, I think she's like a real estate agent, <laughs> like out in out in out in L.A. All right. So she was real. Um, I think Jenny was a real girl, and I think that was her her real number. Wow. Which has got a sting. Jenny, you got to change your number. Well, I guarantee you she did. <laughs> she better. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm starting to get the impression that you are uh, much more professional than I am. What? Um, well, my 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 solution to that is to hire somebody to do the do these things for me. Oh. Whereas, like, you're like, I can tell you the number of times I have notched an EQ oh. to reduce feedback <laughs> at my live acoustic shows. Oh. And, um. It uh, it rhymes with uh, Hero? zero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, know? I like to not feedback. That's really the only thing. Well, you know, with with the with my acoustic setup, which I, I is it's probably due for a refresh. Um, I don't even have like a mixer, so like I don't have a lot of the. The mm. tools to do those kinds of things, right. uh, which is probably why I run into some of the issues I run into. Ah. Um, so I, I have looked at that little Behringer digital guy. That's kind of like you supplement your mix with your phone mm-hmm. and it does some things. Yes. Um, but I had a friend who bought one and has returned it, like had to have it exchanged twice. So I will tell you, I'm, I am bringing out the full band, you know, the, the, um, Soundcraft thing. Yeah, the Soundcraft 24 input, whatever, yeah. uh, for acoustic shows. I'm bringing that whole thing up because I want the tools that it gives me. I want the control it gives me over EQ, both on inputs and on the output. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been bringing the whole rig for uh, even very small acoustic shows. Yeah, I, I need to probably get something that's just separate. Like, I can't, like, our front house rig is like an absolute, like, monster now. Hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's 200 pounds and it's just, it's yeah. not, it's not conducive for that kind of setup. Right. Um, 
so getting a, a separate digital thing, like maybe like an XR 18 or an MR 18 would be, would be ideal for something yeah. like that. I'm just like, I'm ready for something new to come out. I'm ready. Like I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be coming. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's if like a wing compact or a wing something. rack or something. I don't know something. what Midas and, and Behringer have coming, but it's gotta be on the way. Yeah. I'm, j I'm just sure of it. Yeah. So, so, um, other, any other parting words about sound checks? No, you know, just don't, don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Don't, don't take it personally. Don't be self-conscious about it. It's gotta happen. Yeah. So, you know, do the, do the prep work that you need to do beforehand, which is, you know, make sure that your, your gear is all shored up and that you're not playing excessively, you know, be there and, and, and treat it, you know, like a professional, like be there and do the business that you need to do and don't stretch it out unnecessarily, yeah. but also don't apologize or be afraid to get, get through stuff. I, yeah. you know, as many times as we have done the shows that we have done, there always is some sort of gremlin that we end up chasing down. Um, and it, it, it's unavoidable. It's just, it's the nature of these kinds of things because it's not a static setup. There's always, there, there are factors the different. Yeah. Who knows? Voltage is different. The cables are different. The, you know, lots of, lots of different points of potential failure. So, uh, Tim, I hope that was helpful. Um, I think the main takeaway is it's fine. It's You're fine. fine. Do it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You're good. It's all good. People, people will understand. Yeah. So in conclusion, don't, don't feel bad. Do yeah. the, do the thing you got to do. And if you, if you've got, any sort of residual guilt for the uh, attendees who have to uh, sit through that sound check, go over and talk to them. Yeah. Give them, give them some information, you know, chat them up, kind of make, make it an opportunity to connect with, you know, people who might stick around for your, for your gig. Give them a sticker. Um, and if something. they don't, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Find something that actually, that's a great, that's a great suggestion. Maybe, um, you know, we've always talked about having promotional materials that are designed to just be given away. Right. So get some koozies made up, get some, uh, get some stickers, get some whatever and say, Hey, sorry for interrupting, uh, your drink. Here's a couple of things on, on us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. If, uh, if you are here, I, you know, I hope you, I hope you stick around for the show. Otherwise have a great day. Yeah. Something, something. And that's it. That's it. Uh, so Tim, once again, I hope that is helpful. Uh, and for any of you who are, have questions about uh, Soundchecker, any other topic, you can reach us very easily by emailing us at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com, or you can call us on our hotline, which is 404-491-0910. That accepts uh, voice and texts. Uh, and we've also kind of talked about maybe uh, using that as a way to uh, celebrate the wins yeah. that you have. So instead yeah. of you know, calling to ask questions. Maybe you can just call and say, Hey, I, um, I tried this thing that you suggested and it worked great. Or, um, we played our first private show and it looks like it's going to, um, be get more private work for us. You know, we would love to share in your successes. So, uh, hit us up once again, 404-491-0910, either voice or text. We would love to hear from you guys and, uh, the things that are working for you. So let's, uh, let us celebrate your wins uh, along with everybody else. So, uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. Do you have any parting words, Dan? Go do the thing. Go do the thing or don't. 
you know, from, yeah, for the, for for the next two weeks, um, I'm taking just time off. We, you know, we, we, we went real hard, uh, in September and, uh, we've got some dates, uh, in the middle of October, but it is time for us to kind of recalibrate and get the kind of work-life balance back in, uh, back in equilibrium. So, I'm looking forward to not having a whole lot to talk about and talking about stuff that you guys are doing uh, instead. Yeah. So uh, that that's going to be great. Otherwise, we will uh, go ahead and let y'all go. And Adam Moskowitz will take us out and let you... Uh, he'll tell you about all kinds of stuff. The whole thing. There you go. So have an awesome week. Enjoy your shows. May they go... <laughs> may they go I mean, that's, they that's go. all i got i mean listen that's everything that I, I say that all the time with shows my favorite thing about shows is that they've got three parts they've got a beginning a middle and an end and uh they they always happen they do so they do. the time the time of them comes and then is over yep and then you're on to the next thing yep so guys uh take care uh and i will call it for this week from atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson from greensboro north carolina i'm dan ray You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of, hey, October 1st, 2021. Have an awesome week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of the Clinky Lincolns, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes, goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We played funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Mm-hmm.